All right, let's uh, take our Bibles and turn to James chapter number 4. I'm going to use this as a springboard for what I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, James chapter number 4 and verse number 13. <clears throat> it deals with our future. Amen. Um, of course, we've got 2024 before us. Uh, just like when we were at the uh, beginning of 2023, we had no idea what we were going to face. We kind of had some inklings of some things that might be coming down the pipe, but uh, we didn't have any idea really of what was going to come. And, you know, we know that we're living in an ever-changing world, and by and large, most people don't like change. I'm one of those. I, I like my comfortable rut. You know, how many of you are with me on that? You like your comfortable rut? Yeah, we, we do, don't we? But uh, changes come at us, and they come at us faster and at a faster fa pace. And most folks I know find a sense of comfort in that rut or comfortable routine that they have on a daily basis. <clears throat> James here... Um, talks about how I, we ought to look at the days to come. Notice verse 13. He says, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sell and get gain, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. And that's true. None of us knows what tomorrow holds, do we? But we do know who holds tomorrow. And that's really the gist of what I want you to get uh, this morning. It says, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. It's okay to plan, but we need to plan with the idea that God may change our plans. Amen. It's got to be the Lord's will for us to do um, uh, things that we uh, maybe plan to do. Um, we know that we live in a world of constant flux or constant change. Technology changes, amen? Um, many things that once were only science fiction have become a reality. I saw a little cartoon just yesterday on the Jetsons about how prophetic the Jetsons. Remember the, the comic that we used to watch, uh, the uh, a cartoon of the Jetsons? One of my favorite uh, cartoons was the Jetsons. And now it just seems downright prophetic when you take a look at some of the things that were coming up on there and you think, well, why aren't we flying around in our cars yet, though? You know, well, uh, I'm sure it's going to be coming somewhere around, somewhere down the road. But nevertheless, uh, we know that, uh, that what is top of the line today may become obsolete tomorrow as the next change or changes roll out. In fact, Verizon's been kind of hounding me and my wife. You know, we, 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 we like our phones. We're satisfied with our phones, but they want us to upgrade to the newest and the best. And there's some folks, every time Apple makes a change, 
Uh, they, they get the newest Apple thing that's out there. I'm just not in that. I don't want to have to learn a new, new, new phone. I don't want to have to learn a new system. Uh, but uh, um, I, we know that things do become obsolete. Medicine changes. Things that were once impossible are now routine. I remember growing up when they first started doing transplants. Many of you remember that. First heart transplant. You know, and there was, well, how, how long is this guy going to live, you know, with his heart transplant, other transplants? And I've got a brother who's been living three, two, two and a half years with uh, walking around with a transplant. His wasn't the only transplant they did that day. They do transplants every day all, all around the world now. Um, things that used to take a hospital stay now are now done on outpatient basis. Things that used to take weeks or months to recover from may now only take a few days. <clears throat> Praise the Lord for that. Amen. <coughs> society changes. Many things that even most of society used to look down on and condemn have now become generally acceptable in the eyes of the majority of society. What changed? Did morals change? The people's morals have. God's morality has not changed. Okay? God's still the same. And sadly, churches are facing pressure to change with society. I know just recently the, there was a uh, break off from the Methodist church because some folks thought the church ought to be in one way. And they decided they weren't going to bend with them. And uh, you know, we need to... to uh, go with God. Go with the Bible and these things. Society changes. And I feel, feel calls from folks either looking for a church that has changed with the world or folks that are looking for a church that has not changed with the world and stands firmly on the Word of God. I get both phone calls, okay? I even have some folks call me up and ask me questions, and I give them the Bible answer, and they cuss me out. That's just the way it is. Those of us advanced in years know that the society of today is not the society we were born into. This ain't like 1956. That's when I came into this world. It's not even like the 1960s, which were bad enough as they were back then. <clears throat> uh, it's, a, uh, it's a different world that we live in. We know the fashion changes. What was popular last year is going to be out of style this coming year. Most of you know I'm not a slave to fashion. If you go through and look at some of my pictures that are 15 years ago, you'll notice that I'm still wearing some of the same clothes that I had 15 years ago. I wear most of the same ties that I have worn for a long time. <coughs> and the reason for that is there's no, no problem with those ties. No problem with those clothes. You know, if, if they still look okay and they still fit, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Hang, I keep them around for the times when they do, all right? But uh, we, we know that uh, uh, there's no sense in spending unnecessary money. Uh, you'll notice most of my ties are about yay wide. I'm not wearing a tie this morning. Got some throat issues and neck issues. Go with the throat issues as well. 
And so I chose to not wear a tie. That's the reason why I don't have one on. But when I do wear one, you'll notice that I like the medium width. I don't like the real narrow ties. I don't like the real wide ties. Uh, and it just messes me up whenever they make the different lengths of them. It's like, just, just be consistent so I know how to consistently tie it so that it drops on the very top of my belt like it ought to. And um, anyway, what I'm saying is that fashion changes, um, but we resist change. We could go on and on looking at different things that are in a state of flux or constant change. And as we get older, all the changes can begin to make our head spin. Any of you got a, a, your head spinning from all the changes that are happening? We have trouble keeping up with all the change, and uh, especially all that we're being pressured into when we're not going to be pressured into it. Amen? There are just some ways I'm not going to bend. It doesn't matter what the world does. Um, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Lord and His Word. So with whatever comes our way in 2024, what is there that we can count on not to change in this ever-changing world? Believers have the Lord as an anchor. Amen. Praise God. We, we have an anchor that is both steadfast and sure. That's what Hebrews 6 and verse 19 talk about. And... Uh, God has given us an anchor in Him so that we won't be tossed about uh, with every wind of doctrine. Now, I freely admit that I don't know what changes 2024 will bring. All I know is it's not, not looking real bright for the future. Uh, all I know is the outlook is dark, but in the midst of all that is changing in this world, I want you to hang on to 10 sure things, okay? I've given you those 10 sure things there in your handout. First thing, we can be sure the Lord will not change. And all that may change in 2024, that we're not ready to change, uh, listen, you don't have to worry. The Lord is going to be the same. We sang that song a while ago, Yesterday, Today, Forever. Sang that for a purpose. The reason I pick out the songs go with the message a lot of times. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever, according to Hebrews 13, verse number 8. <clears throat> and Malachi 3, verse 6 says, the Lord says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Now this world may change, and it will, and it may pressure us to change, and they may cast aside what God has to say, but, you know, there's comfort for those of us that know the Lord in, in, in the fact that the Lord does not change and will not change. Amen? Think about if the Lord changed at every whim. That'd be rough, wouldn't it? Well, am I saved today? Well, uh, the Lord said it in His Word, but if, he if He's subject to change, can I really be assured of that? See? He doesn't change, though. And when we've done what we know we need to do, that is believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone for our salvation, we can know that whatever comes our way, nobody can take our salvation away from us. Amen? Nobody can take uh, the things that God has given to us. There's a comfort for those of us that know the Lord 
and the fact that he does not change and will not change. Number two thing, we can be sure God's word will not change. The Bible still contains all the eternal truths that are able to provide the answers to all of our questions, doubts, and fears that we need. Psalm 119 verse 105 tells us that the word of God says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Listen, it's getting to be a darker world. A darker world. Well, if it gets darker, what do we need? We need, we need that light to shine brightly. You're gonna, you need to be in the Word of God more than you ever have as things get darker in these last days that we live in. Let the Word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Matthew 24, verse 35 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Rely upon the unchangeableness of the Lord. Amen. Um, Psalms 12, verse 6 and 7 says, The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Uh, Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Amen. we can depend upon the Word of God. And God's Word is not going to change for us, and it's not going to change for anybody. Amen? It, it, it stays. Second um, Corinthians one twenty says that all the promises of God in Him, talking about in Jesus, all the promises of God in Jesus are yea and in Him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. And I'm glad. Every promise we can depend upon. Every word of God is true. And uh, what, a, what a, a blessing that is in a world that is constantly changing to know that our God and His Word do not change. A third thing there, we can be sure our prayers will still be heard and answered according to God's will. I want you to think about the precious nature of our privilege of prayer. Just think about that. That's a privilege that we have that's in Christ Jesus. And we have access to God through our relationship with uh, God through the the Lord Jesus Christ, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. He gives us the ability to take our concerns to the Lord, talk to the Lord. In Psalm 50, verse 15, uh, the Lord says, and call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Some days of trouble are ahead. I can assure you there's going to be things that are going to be troubling in our future. And in those days of trouble, call upon the Lord. Ask the Lord, ask the Lord for the direction. In Jeremiah 33, 3, the Lord says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. But uh, the, the last part of that that um, I shared there in item number three, we can be sure of our prayers will still be heard and answered. Um, the, this last part, according to God's will. Let's not forget, uh, just like James said, pray if the Lord will, we're going to do this or that. 
1 John 5, 14 says that this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Okay? It's important for us to know God's will. Well, how are you going to know God's will? Where's God's will at? It's in the Word of God. Okay? Get in the book. Come to know God's will, what the Lord wants us to do, what the Lord would have you to do, so that you can have your prayers heard and answered. Fourth thing, we can be sure that the Holy Spirit will still be at work convicting, calling, comforting, and caring for us. I'm glad the Lord left us with a comforter, another comforter just like him. And that's uh, Jesus' words. In John 14, verse 16 through 18, Jesus said, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. That another comforter means another of the same kind. Another one just like Jesus. That he may abide with you forever, <clears throat> even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And, I'm, and the Lord did send the Holy Spirit, just like he told his disciples. He told them to wait in the upper room till they were endued with power from on high. And they obeyed the Lord. Can you imagine if they had said, well, um, that just may take too much time. Let's go do something else. Let's go fishing. I mean, a lot of them were fishermen anyway. Uh, but they didn't do that, did they? What did they do? They obeyed the Lord and went up in that room, in the upper room. And, and the, God did send the Holy Spirit, His Holy Spirit, to take up residence in their lives. And, and when we get saved, when we come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, it's, a, it's an automatic thing in this dispensation in which we live. Come, he comes into our heart and life. And, and he uh, uh, takes up residence, and what a blessing it is to have God's Spirit within. The fifth thing is we can be sure the Lord will still be in control and able to supply our every need. Listen, while it, uh, I, I like the words of A.W. Tozer. He says, while it looks like things are out of control, he said, behind the scenes, there is a God who has not surrendered his authority. No matter how out of control it may look and seem in the world, and listen, the world is out of control, but God has the things under his authority and control. Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3, <clears throat> says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, um, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, and though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the, the, the swelling thereof. I said, no matter what goes on, uh, God is our refuge and strength, and he's a very present help in whatever time of trouble we might be called to walk through in this coming year. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, God doesn't give us our wants, but he does supply our needs. 
Um, and sometimes we don't know what our needs are. Um, you know, when we get sick, we say, well, I need to be well, okay? Um, but God may, may have a purpose in us going through the times in our life that we are suffering from sickness. We need to recognize that um, he, get, he supplies our needs. Sometimes our need is for healing if it's his will. And I say that freely. If it's his will, pray according to his will. Sometimes what we need is grace. Like the Apostle Paul, he had a thorn in his flesh, and he, he prayed to the Lord. He said, prayed to the Lord three times. There in 2 Corinthians uh, 12, the, that uh, the, the Lord would remove it from him. Prayed, prayed three times, and the Lord didn't remove it. In fact, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So God gave him the grace to get through that. He thought his need was healing. God knew his need was for grace. Amen. Um, when we need comfort, God gives us the comfort. He's the God of all comfort. He's the God of all grace. He's the God that, uh, uh, of all things. Amen. And he can give us surely what we need. A sixth thing. <clears throat> we can be sure that there will still be those that need to be, can be, and will be saved. Listen, as the world gets more chaotic, there will be many who will truly be looking for an answer. Sometimes God puts them on their back. Brother Bill runs into those at the hospital when he does his rounds there at the hospital. God has put them in the, in their, uh, on their back in the hospital. And a lot of us just, but they had the opportunity to hear the gospel and get saved. And, uh, you know, we have the answer. In fact, we have been entrusted with the answer. And the answer is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Look, look back at uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2. And notice what Paul says here regarding his preaching of the gospel to those that were at Thessalonians. Thessalonica. He says in verse number one, he says uh, in First Thessalonians chapter two, verse one, for yourselves, brethren, know our entrance in unto you that it was not in vain. But even after we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated, as you know at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. For our exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanness, nor in guile. Notice verse 4. He says, But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. For neither at any time used we flattering words, as ye know, for nor a cloak of covetousness, God is witness. Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you nor yet of others, uh, when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, 
even as a nurse cherishes her children. Think about it. Um, we're, we're put in trust with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's a, that's a, a, a big trust. Amen. Uh, Mark 16, 15 says, Christ said to his disciples, Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Romans 10, 13. Paul said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And um, uh, folks, people need the Lord. They just do. And let, let's not forget that. And let's not forget that God is at work in the world. And in the midst of great trouble, God, God is working through that trouble to bring folks to see their need. And we need to be awake to the opportunities that the Lord uh, puts in our path to share the gospel of Jesus. Uh, Jesus said in John 4, verse 35, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And let's always remember in this coming year, First Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. When things come our way, I hope that we respond in a godly way. I hope we respond and we folks can see that there's a difference in the way that we resp are responding to things and, and what they're responding to. <coughs> and that's because we know the Lord. We have um, the Lord in our life and, and we, uh, we, we don't have to fear what comes our way. Number seven. We can be sure that the Lord's love, forgiveness, peace, and blessings in abundance are available to all who want them. You know, John six verse thirty seven says, "All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out." The, there's an open invitation for folks to come to the Lord. Whosoever will may come. Amen. Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, Come unto me, Jesus said, All ye that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, God's, God's love has not waned. His forgiveness has not. His ability to forgive has not uh, changed in any way. He's able to give peace to the most troubled heart that's there and he daily loads us with blessings um, and let's not forget those things amen eighth thing there we see we can be sure that the local church will still be the lord's agency his place and plan for service sacrifice and fellowship till he comes for the saints we're not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together this is, we call this a church. It's the church building. It's where the church meets. You say, well, the church is, church is, uh, is in each of us. No, uh, the church is as we are pulled together, okay? The word church means a called out group or assembly. There can't be an assembly of one, okay? 
There's no, no such thing as an assembly of one. You need to come together with God's folks, others of God's people, and let's not forget to be faithful. Uh, Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I believe the things that we're going to be seeing in 2024, I could be wrong, I'm not a prophet, I believe that some of the things we're going to see are going to make us long for the Lord Jesus Christ to come. <clears throat> and I, I think it's going to get that way to where we're crying out to the Lord, <clears throat> please, dear Lord Jesus, come deliver us from, the, from this, this that we see. Um, <clears throat> and I, I don't think that's, uh, uh, I think that, that's God's plan. He, he wants us to, to long for His coming, to live for His coming, look for His coming. But as we come together, we're to exhort one another in those things as we see the day of His coming approaching. Ephesians 3, verse 20 and 21, talks about now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, World without end. Amen. I'm glad that our God is able. Aren't you? No matter what comes our way, He's able to take care of it. He's able to handle it. And He may uh, get it, get ahead of myself here, but um, He may uh, deliver us from, but He surely will deliver us through. Amen. One way or the other. <clears throat> I, I'm not ready to call it quits, to complain or to compromise. I don't believe God's finished building His church yet. And we know that He's building that upon the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ uh, is the Messiah. I mean, he is, uh, and that's what He told Peter in Matthew 16, verse 18. He, the Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior. Um, <clears throat> look at Daniel chapter number 3. I want you to see... Uh, our Lord will still be able to deliver His children from or through whatever trial may be before us. As I say, we don't know uh, what we're going to be called on to, uh, to suffer through in the coming year, or live through in the coming year, but we have the presence of God uh, through it all as being uh, His children. Look at uh, Daniel chapter number 3. And uh, we see so, some uh, young men who had believed on the Lord. They were going through a trial, a great trial of their faith here. And uh, Daniel chapter number 3, they were determined that they were not going to bow or bend to the image that Nebuchadnezzar had made. In verse number 15, look at what it says. So now if ye be ready, at what time ye shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music. You fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour in the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the, the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee 
in this matter. In other words, they didn't even have to think about it, how they were going to answer. Okay? I mean, that's some pretty, pretty uh, uh, difficult thing that was fixing to come their way. Look at verse 17. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the, from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So, uh, you know, they were delivered from their trial. Um, uh, they were put in that fiery furnace, but the Lord was with them in that, and they came out un. They didn't even have the smell of smoke on them when they came out. Um, Psalm 121, verse 1 and 2 uh, says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. And it says, My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. May we be reminded that's where our help is, lies. When the times get tough and the thermostat gets turned up and the heat is on, uh, make sure that you understand that the Lord is our help. The Lord that made heaven and earth, lean upon him to uh, deliver you from or through the trials that may come your way. Then last of all, we can be sure the Lord will hold us accountable for our stewardship of 2024. Listen, uh, if the Lord sees for us to make it all the way through 2024, we'll all have the same amount of hours, minutes, and seconds to make it through, you know. Some of us may not make it through. Um, it seems like every year we lose some, and, you know, we we pray that the Lord uh, uh, sees fit to, to leave us here to, to serve Him. But listen, uh, whatever time that the Lord has given to us in this year, personally, He's going to hold us accountable. It's stewardship of what the Lord has given. You know, we think of stewardship a lot of times in the, in the matter of money. But we have stewardship of time, too. Steward, the Lord gives us days to live. He gives us uh, years to live. And whatever days or years that He gives to us to live, we are going to answer to Him for how we lived. 1 Corinthians 4, uh, verse 1 and 2 and. And uh, I know that this passage was preached by uh, Brother Stephen while I was out of town. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mystery of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. And what I'm saying is let us be found faithful in 2024. We are stewards. We've been given a trust not only of the gospel, but of whatever time that we're going to be living this year. And let's... Uh, Let's minister in such a way that uh, we can uh, hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, when we stand before the Lord. 1 Peter 4, verse 10 says, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, what all will we see in 2024? That, I can't tell you. I can't be sure of. 
I'd love for this to be the year that the Lord comes and takes us home to be with Him. He just gathers us all together at one time, those of us that know Him. But whether this is the year that the Lord comes back or not, these are ten things that we can bank on, ten things that we can be sure of. Even though we can't be sure of what's coming our way, we can be sure of the one uh, who's with us, no whatever comes our way. Amen. Do you have Him in your heart and life? Because if you don't have Him, man, it's going, to, it's going to be really bad to try to go through things that you don't know about without the Lord in your life. Come to know Him if you don't know Him. If you do know Him, lean upon Him in this year before us. Let's bow in prayer. Father, we thank You for uh, being the great God that You are. We thank You for all that You give to us. Uh, your Holy Spirit uh, within, Lord, uh, Your salvation, uh, uh, your, your Word. We've, we've got the entirety of the Word of God, how blessed we are as a people of God to have those things. Lord, we, can, we have the access of prayer. We can lift our, lift our voices to You and ask You to help us in our time of need. And Lord, we can know uh, that... Every word that you've given to us is true. Lord, help us in this year before us. Ever how, ever how long that you got us here, help us to glorify you in all that we say and in all that we do as your children. Now, we, we need help to do that. Lord, we still live in this old sinful flesh, and it's weak. The flesh is weak. And a lot of times our spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Lord, help us in those times to lean upon your Holy Spirit to help us get through the difficult days ahead and to look to you, And to, as we said earlier, to, to look for your coming, to long for your coming. And be praying, even so come, Lord Jesus. And then to, uh, Lord, uh, look for your coming. Live, living such that, uh, our lot, that our lives are showing that expectation that we have. That I'm living this way because the Lord may come back at any moment. Help us with these things. Lord, if there's one that doesn't know Christ, help them to come to know Christ today. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand.